Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. My, how interesting that Trevor has fallen from his precious little tower. Should be interesting to watch him scramble. <laughs> Welcome to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries, where our three investigators will be thrown into the mystery and madness of Arkham, Massachusetts in the year 1921. I am your Mythos Master, Ariel, and today's interesting fact is, would you rather be trapped in an elevator full of men with B.O. or three soaked dogs? I'd have to go with three soaked dogs. That smells better than men bo. <laughs> um, hi, I am Aaron. I play Trevor Montgomery, and I would have to say, oh, that's a tough one. I'd say the dogs too. Just because, you know, that's not as bad. <laughs> My name is Mark. I'll be playing the character known as James Clarkson. And I got one question. What kind of dudes are they? Like really big bodybuilders or like really big fat dudes? <laughs> Didn't say. Oh. So. I'm going to go with the dogs. If the men are a mystery, I'm not going to chance it on that one. <laughs> the men are what? <laughs> <Mystery>. A mystery. <laughs> Like, there's a different smell between, like, you know, gym smells and, like, a bunch of fat dudes. Like, I'm a fat dude, and I know the smells that come off of me. And I'm like, I wouldn't be want to trap in an elevator with me, so. Ten people in the elevator. <laughs> That's so awful. Michael? Um, Daniel, I'm playing the parapsychologist, Fred Lyons, and I would probably go with dogs, too. So we're unanimous on do- three soaked dogs smell dogs. better. Dogs. Yep. <laughs> dogs. All right, let's get started. Where we last left off, James was in the study at Evelyn's mansion, reading up on the book. Fred had gotten back from the Miskatonic University researching ghosts. And Trevor, oh, Trevor was sitting in his car watching the girl's house to make sure Father David didn't come and get her when a mysterious black figure was in his back seat and told him he was framed for murder. And we will pick it up from there. Is this figure still back behind me? Yes. Your tricks... Hold no hold over me. No tricks. What are you talking about? 
Go home and you'll see. But I advise you, take caution. And then the black figure disappears. I'm getting rather tired of these apparitions. <clears throat> so I am going to drive to Evelyn's mansion. You're driving to Evelyn's? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get there. The lights are still on in the mansion. It is night, so. I'm going to knock on the door. Okay, the butler answers. Hello, Mr. Montgomery. Are my colleagues here by chance? Yes, they are. Actually, may I have a word with them immediately? Of course. He steps to the side to let you in. Boys! Uh, Both of you roll listens. Not at all. I guess I need to roll 2d10. Nope. So both you both missed? Yes. Okay. They, uh, you yell up boys and uh, nobody responds. Do you happen to know where they are? Uh, last I knew, Mr. Clarkson was in the study. I will show you where that is. And he leads you to a door. And he opens it up. Mr. Clarkson? Yes? We have ourselves an issue. And that would be? A little privacy, if you don't mind. He nods at you and turns around and walks away. So I'm going to shut the door and make sure he's gone. You don't hear any footsteps anymore. Okay. Come to swing at me again. There is an apparition that has just made himself a pan to me and says I've been framed for murder. I don't know what to do about it. There's nothing I can do. It's for the police to handle now. First you say you don't want to get the police involved, and now all of a sudden the police are involved and it's okay. Well, what do you expect me to do? There's nothing... If you've been framed, I'm assuming that somebody already knows. And if somebody already knows, it means the police are going to be involved here shortly. So unless you have some means of dodging out of it, then I doubt there's anything I could do anyway. Besides, you have no alibi here. You stormed off after swinging. Three of us saw it. I mean, it's not looking good, Mr. Montgomery, but... I'm going to fucking clock him. (laughs) Okay, we'll get back to that real quick. Fred, where were you in the mansion? Is there lighting, like, outside on that patio area? There would be in the backyard, yes. Yeah, so I'll probably be out there if it's an, if it's not, like, raining or anything. Okay, no, it isn't raining tonight. Um, the butler comes out and says, Dr. Lyons, Mr. Montgomery has arrived, and he was requesting both of your attention. He is in the study. Do I know where the study is? Yeah, you would know where it is. Okay, 
Thank you. I'll get up and I'll head towards the study. Okay, so now back to Trevor and James. So you're swinging? First, I'm going to say something. Okay. You pompous son of a bitch. Why don't you take your fucking fancy pants ass and learn some real goddamn manners for fucking once? Because as far as I'm fucking standing, the only fucking reason you're still here is because your ass is what? Can I'm going to fucking clock him. <laughs> roll on tack and roll the dodge. Tell me I come in the middle of this. 43. He fucking crit, I guarantee it. It's a 16. See, I fucking knew it. Okay, you go to swing again and... James just dodges out of the way again. So what are you doing? You tell me that I need manners, yet you swing on me twice, missing both times, I might add. As far as being pompous, it's just my attitude. Manners? I've been nothing but gentlemanly. Nothing but. I've been extremely nice. You are coming into the study while they're talking. Look like they're both kind of hostile. Yeah, it looks like Trevor is just fuming and James is just calm, cool, and collected. Whoa, whoa, what's going on, guys? Did I see him? Didn't, weren't I there when you punched the first time? Yeah, when you tried punching the first time? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, what's going on, guys? Well, it seems that Mr. Montgomery or Whatever his name is, he's dropped the accent again. Seems that he's not who he seems, just some low-life thug who thinks he's a king amongst this city. Has tried swinging at me again. I want to use psychology. All right, let's everybody calm down. I'm going to put my hands up and I'm going to say calm down and I'm going to try and use psychology to... To call everybody. Okay. 43 out of 53. I'm as cool, cool as a cucumber, as they say. I'm just trying to, like, lower the tension. So mostly if it's for Trevor, either way. <laughs> Trevor, you do feel slightly calmer, but you are still, you're, you're upset. But you do calm down just a little bit. Can talk this out civilly. Possibly. I have hopes. <laughs> He's not going to say anything at all. Or we could not talk at all. I guess that works too. Yes, right. Well, if there's nothing more, I'm going to get back to work on this book. As you guys are standing there, you hear somebody running down the hallway and stop right in front of the door to the study. And it's Evelyn. What's this now? And she's like, and she's got tears streaming down her face. Trevor. Yes. It's the Darcy twins. Well, what about them? They're saying you killed them. I am going to immediately storm out of the house and get in the car and squeal off. Okay. Right. Well, I'm going to get back to work on this book. 
Whatever was going to happen to him, it seems that I better keep my tongue tied. <laughs> okay, we will go to Trevor then. What are you doing? I'm driving to the police station. Okay, so you get to the police station and you get out of your car and the second you do, you hear freeze. Okay, I'm going to freeze. Put your hands behind your back. Okay. So he holsters his gun. He goes and handcuffs you. Then he reaches into your car, turns it off, pockets the keys, and then he takes you inside the building. And instead of booking you, he goes and takes you into his office and shuts the door. Tells you, have a seat. Okay, I'm going to sit. He goes and sits behind his desk. You going to tell me what happened? Lawyer. That is your right, but I thought we could talk man to man. Lawyer. Why why do you sound weird? Lawyer. Whatever. He gets up, takes you, and puts you in a cell and leaves. Okay. Back to Fred and James. <laughs> what are you two doing? Um, James would still be translating the book. Like, he's he doesn't know what to do. There's nothing he can do. And quite frankly, the way Trevor treated him is just like, I'm not going to do a damn thing. You know, if they say he killed those little girls, he flew off the handle just because I said, don't call the police the first time. And, you know, I did make a sideways comment about getting, um, miles killed, but kind of (laughs) true. That's the way, that's the way he, he saw it. So I'm still in the study, right? Yeah. So, well, I guess I'm going to go see what's going on. So I can't just stay here. I don't know what's going on. Something about some dead kids. Evelyn just doesn't say much. And did we drive here? Um, I believe Mister Montgomery drove us here. I'll drive to the police station. See where he is. If they caught him, I don't know where he could have gone. So, you get into the car with Evelyn, and she takes off. First, she drives by. Trevor's mansion but you don't see his car out there so she goes to the police station and you both see his car sitting right out front oh this is nice he's already at the police station (sighs) she parks the car and you two go in yeah I'll go in Okay, and then get up to the receptionist and Evelyn talks to the her for a second and, and she's like come on let's go see him alright I'll have my briefcase 
I'm a psychiatrist. So then you get to a cell, Trevor, you see Evelyn and Fred. Okay. You're not going to say anything? Nope. Stare at the wall. Trevor, what's going on? Just going to keep staring at the wall. Why aren't you talking to me? Now, I know you didn't do it. Just going to keep staring at the wall. Maybe he needs his lawyer. Isn't that a thing here? I don't know. I've never been incarcerated before. Trevor, do you want me to call a lawyer for you? Just keep staring at the wall. I've seen this before. The children, they shut down. <laughs> yes, because you know everything about children. Uh, <laughs> Fucking- Mr. Lyons, I don't think it's appropriate to call him a child. Oh, no, I was calling him a child. I just said I've seen it before in children. I mean, isn't it the same as calling him a child? It, it is. I'm the psychiatrist here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she says, I'm going to talk to the sheriff. If you want to stay here and try to get him to talk anything. How many people are in this cell area with him? Is it like a common area with a bunch of they have like a few cells like to their own he's in one by himself I think I'm gonna try and use case psychoanalysis would that be something that could be used like with his how he's acting it could yes cause I could or show you psychology I could argue with psychology because you would you could judge by his like body language and stuff. Okay, I'm gonna try and use psychology on him and uh, determine if I could figure out anything in my training to potentially get him to talk. Okay. Without tickling him. <laughs> Ninety-three out of way less than that, so uh, that's <laughs> not happening. So you try. You're trying to look at him and try to talk to him, but he's not budging. And you just stand there staring at a Trevor who's just staring at a wall. Yeah, I'm just going to stare at him like like he's the wall, so I'm going to stare at him. For a few minutes, and then Evelyn comes back and says, come on, Fred. All right. And you leave. She takes you back to the mansion. She says, why don't you rest up? Try and figure something out in the morning. Can do. You have extra rooms, I take it? Of course. And she'll lead you to one of the guest bedrooms. There's no ghost here, right? Good night, Mr. Lyons. And she walks away. I'm going to use... <laughs> that be psychology? To- <laughs> it would be to see if she was lying. Because there's not really an insight, so... Oh, that's 18 out of 53. You could tell by her body language and the tone that eh, she might not. Well, she wasn't lying because she never said no. But the implications were that, yes, that there could be a ghost. Damn it. I don't know anything about it. (laughs) And James Evelyn comes into the library. She says, I have guest rooms 
if you would like to stay. It's getting pretty late and I'm going to turn in. Trevor's not talking. And I talked to the sheriff and it's not good for him. Well, I mean, murder is a hard thing to weasel out of, I'm sure. Well, Trevor's innocent. I know he is. He idolized those two girls, and even if he didn't, he would never hurt a child. I know he didn't do it, but he's not talking, and the evidence is really good. But I know he didn't do it. A day ago, ma'am, I would have agreed with you, but however, the past three hours of him swinging at me for no no reason is... <clears throat> Frankly, it's very hard to fight. Well, Trevor can get hot-headed, but never to the point where he would harm a child, ever. Was he... Did he use any spells? No, I have the book. And I have the means of casting them. Okay. I mean, the the spells that the people had translated before were incomplete. They didn't have the material components to casting them. They had the words and all that down, but they didn't have the the physical cost to them. Mm -hmm. Well, then I know Trevor didn't do it. It's... If he didn't cast any spells, then there would be no reason for his... Psyche to be affected in any way, so I'm just gonna have to work to prove him innocent. I don't even know where to start. Well, would you like a room? Yes, I shall take a room. Thank you. She uh, will take you to a spare room, it's very nice and what time is it anyway? I've lost all track of time. It's getting to be around 11 at night. Nah, well, I'm not quite tired yet. I think I'll stay down in the study and continue translating a while longer. Okay, if you need anything, just let me or William know. I shall do that, madam. And if... You look in the third drawer of the desk. Yes. You might might find something you would like. And then she turns around and walks away. I have curiosity. He's going to open it. Like, as soon as she... It is a fifth of whiskey. Oh, my. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he'll start drinking it. Okay. All right, so... Morning comes. You two are well rested. And... I wouldn't know about James. Uh, He would have drank that while (laughs) translating and passed out on the desk. Okay, he might still be asleep then. So, Fred, you wake up in the morning and you feel refreshed. So I'll get uh, dressed... Close to be because I wasn't going to be like 
stark naked, but <laughs> redressed. Okay. I'll go. I guess I'll go look for either William or Evelyn. Whoever I find first. <laughs> okay. You walk out of your room. You happen to pass the study and kind of peek in. You happen to see James passed out with his head on the desk and an empty fifth right next to him. Just gonna shake my head and walk by. And you keep walking and you start smelling bacon cooking and you get to the kitchen and Evelyn's sitting there reading a newspaper and sipping out of a mug and William is at the oven cooking stove. So I will approach the table. Oh, good morning. Did you sleep well? Yeah, it's pretty good. Not used to that bed. It's a lot nicer than mine. I mean, mine's <laughs> still good, but... I'm glad you enjoyed it. William is cooking breakfast right now. I think uh, James is going to be out for a while longer. Oh, then he uh, he found what I told him about. <laughs> yeah, he's asleep at the desk. Oh my. Well, I made a phone call this morning. I went ahead and called Trevor a lawyer. Hopefully, hopefully we can help him out. And you sit there after a little while, you get breakfast, and we will cut back to Trevor. And a man walks up. It is the morning. A man walks up in a suit with a briefcase. And another police officer comes by and opens your cell up. Says, Good morning, Mr. Montgomery. My name is Mr. Matherson. I uh, will be I'll be representing you. Would you care to talk in private? What do you think? He looks at the policeman and he comes and cuffs you and takes you to a room. You sit down and shuts the door. And the man sits in front of you. So, you are being charged with murder of... Sarah Darcy and Mary Darcy. Do you wish to say anything or? Not telling you how to do your job, but uh, usually this is the part where you tell me what the damning evidence is. I was going to get to that, but I was offering you the chance to talk first. He sets his briefcase down in front of him and opens it up, gets through some papers, shuts it, sets it back down beside him. It would appear that two of your men heard you screaming at the children in the office, in your office. They heard the girls screaming and gunshots. They tried to get in, but your door was locked. They eventually busted it down, but when they got inside, they found bloodied dresses. 
Interesting. Shall I continue? They went and called the sheriff right away. The door window was left open. They assumed you jumped out the window, took the bodies, and it looks like that's that's what they have. So, <clears throat> this is your damning evidence? It's not mine. I'm just telling you what they have on here. Doesn't look very good, seeing as they heard you. Doesn't look very damning, in my opinion, either. Interesting question. Have the police questioned my men at what time I came home last night? He's looking through the papers. They said they didn't see you come in. So, what you're saying is I snuck into my own home through a second-story window with two little girls in arm. Proceeded to argue with them in my own home, where I know my men are, and shot them dead. Yet there's no gunpowder, no bullet, no shell casings, no residue, no nothing. I didn't say any of that. Where would you get that information from? Well, that's what they're implying. Because what you're telling me is somebody left bloody clothes in my home and made a bunch of ruckus upstairs, and then that was all she wrote. So I don't see where the damning evidence is. Why are you arguing with me? I'm here to help you. I'm not arguing. I'm discussing. It doesn't sound like a discussion to me. Uh, Where were you at around 9 p.m. last night? Saying this is around when it happened. He gets out like a little notebook and a pencil. He's staring at you. This this is what I'm telling you, is that they are saying this is damning evidence. You don't think this is suspicious at all? There's no evidence here. I am not an investigator. I am a lawyer. So where were you at precisely? He looks at the paper. 9.15 p.m. last night. I was in front of the little girl's home who was kidnapped. Uh, okay, he's writing down. Do you have a name for this little girl? No. Okay. Do you have any witnesses stating that they saw you at the time? Other than the police and the men of my own that were driving around town? No. No. No I'm witnesses. Sure that I just told you there were witnesses. They saw you at 9.15 p.m. I'm sure they did. They were driving up and down those streets all day. Do you have names for your men, at least, that I could verify they saw you at 9.15? Jacob, Eric, and Matthew. Do you have last names? Emerson Brothers. This seems more like an investigation to me than it does a loyal representation. I'm trying to help you come up with an alibi for where you were at the time. We don't need to come up with an alibi. No sense on making anything up. The alibi is very simple. I was in front of the home. My men didn't see me come in, so there's no way I would have come in. The court would argue that... I came through a second-story window with two girls approximately weighing 90 pounds. 
no, if you would let me continue. The court would argue that they could have been elsewhere and not seen you come in because they were in another part of the house. Lawyers are brutal. But everyone knows I still have a man standing out front of my door at all times. Everyone knows that? Everyone who drives past my house. So if somebody drives past your house... Do you know what I house, do for a living? No, I don't. Would you care to tell me? Because you haven't told me much. I've told you everything you've asked me for. You know what? You're fired. Find me another lawyer. I'm going to sit back. This is fine. Takes his papers, put them back in the briefcase, shuts it, and he walks out. Trevor does know how a defense is built, right? That's not how you... You gotta start with the alibi, not trying to tear apart the the defense, the, the opposition first. You build your case and then tear them apart later. <laughs> no. Have you ever watched Law & Order? Okay, so an officer comes and takes you back to the cell, shuts the door. Well, we'll go back to Fred and James. Uh, James, you would start uh, starting to wake up. Oh, my lord, my head. And um. William walks in, and you smell bacon. Oh, that smells delicious. Do we have any tea made? I will get you some tea right away. Thank he you. sets the plate down for you and he walks out. He'll start eating slowly. Okay, a little bit later he does come back with tea for you. Fred, what are you doing? I'm still in the kitchen with Evelyn, right? Mm-hmm. So, do we know any information on the happenings of yesterday? Like, outside of Trevor? What the sheriff told me was his men heard him yelling and the girls screaming and gunshots. And then when they went to go open the door, it was locked. They had to bust it in. And when they busted it in, they saw bloody yellow dresses. So no bodies were found. And his window was open. But the girls are clearly missing from their house? Yes. James is going to round the corner, like, rubbing his temples. And his eyes, like, half-closed. And did I hear you correctly in saying they, they didn't find bodies? No, no bodies were found. Then how the bloody hell do they know they were murdered? She just kind of puts her hand up. I. We're going down to the police station this minute. I might not know much about your Yanks laws, but without bodies, there's no case. It's an old law going all the way back to England as well. No bodies, no case, no murder. Right now, it just appears as a kidnapping. So we're going down there and getting him released, whether he tried punching me or not. 
this time I'll have to be as pompous as I can while persuading that sheriff to let that prick out. It's okay. And you guys get in her car and she takes off. You get to the police station. Get up to the receptionist. I need to speak to the sheriff immediately. Just let me see if he's in. Tell he's him, been in and out. Tell him I'm Mr. Montgomery's lawyer. <laughs> As you say that, you see a man walking by in a suit and a briefcase, <laughs> looking kind of angry, stomping <laughs> out. And she's she gets up and goes back. Sheriff Johnson follows her back. Sheriff. Who are you? I'm Mr. Montgomery's lawyer. And he looks at Evelyn and she's like... And now, it's like... Surely he has a bond that could be paid to release him? He says, bond set at 2000 Right. Well, consider it paid. I'll have my men, my servants, bring it over immediately. Um, servants? <clears throat> yes. Uh, doctor, if you could call my hotel room and have one of my servants bring $2,000 down to the sheriff's office to pay Mr. Montgomery's bond, I would appreciate it very much. Is there a public phone in the police station that I have access to? Yeah, there's a phone up to the receptionist. She'll allow you to use the phone. So you go ahead and do that. And as far as... As far as Mr. Montgomery being arrested for murder... I'm to understand there's no bodies? All you found was bloody clothes says, I understand. I was trying to talk to Trevor last night, and he would not speak. Well, so. until there's bodies, there's no murder case. It's just plain kidnapping. And if, you know, unless people actually seen him enter the home and leave the home, then it's impossible to, sta- to establish whether or not he was actually there. If it was voices, that's just hearsay evidence. There's no evidence to be had at this moment. Listen, you argue to a judge, not me. But I bring my case to you, sir, who is currently behind the arrest. You should know that without a body, there's no charge for murder. I suggest you find the bodies. That's not my job. That's your job. I have a feeling he's looking around. I have a feeling this has to deal with something other than the norm. That's I'm not exactly equipped to deal with that. And we are. Exactly why I said find them. Then release Mr. Montgomery immediately. I already, there was a man getting it. And in that time, Trevor is coming up now because of police officer had went and got he's, he's right there thank you now I don't believe he did it then why did you have him arrested I had to for whose sake they heard him who his men yes were his men screaming for his arrest 
Was there mobs? I don't see any parades. Mobs. I haven't heard of mobs coming out. Just, just go figure it out. Right. No wonder I hate this country so much. He's just shaking his head and he turns around and walks away. Backwards, arresting people on no evidence. Hearsay. Hmm. Mr. Montgomery, you owe me $2,000 for your bond. Take it up with my accountant. Lloyd, who disappeared? (laughs) Okay, so what are you guys doing? Well, I suggest we go back to your mansion, Mr. Montgomery, and start there and see what we can find. I'm tired. Have it your way. Oh, and by the way, yes, it's a 10% to punch in the face. That's 6-6. Six, six. So, let me... Five points of damage. <laughs> it's like, bam, right in the face. I'm gonna hold my face and look at the police officers and go, I wouldn't expect you to do your job anyway. There's no policeman there. In a police station? Not right where you're standing. No. Sheriff? Sure. Sheriff? Sure. Sure. I told you he walked away. He walked off. That's why I did uh, it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna look at the receptionist and tell her that then. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. It's not my job to... She gets on the phone. (laughs) Right. I'm going back to my hotel room so I can change. I'm going to walk out. Okay. I'm going to go back to the sheriff's office. Okay. I'm looking at him and go, consider your funding pooled and walk out. Okay. Fred? I guess we're disbanding, so I'm going to go home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, okay. Evelyn ends up taking Fred back home and uh, James back to the hotel. She asks you if you want to ride anywhere. No, I'll walk. Thanks. Okay. And she takes off. And that's where we're going to end the episode tonight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tune in next week. Hey, everybody. This is your Mythos Master, Ariel. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a review and share it with a friend. You can come chat with us on our Discord or check out our Twitter. Links are in the show notes below. Next episode airs next Saturday. Keep your percentiles low and your sanity high. What up tonight, City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement.
No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Altaris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Eh, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.